Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM. Just getting more clarity on that accident. It's actually the M1 northbound. Okay, the M1 northbound. It's closed between Junction 15, Castle Bellingham and Junction 16, Dundalk South due to a collision there. So there are delays in the area as a result. So that's northbound, closed between Junction 15, Castle Bellingham and Junction 16, Dundalk South. We have been following the Free Britney movement with interest the past few months after Britney's own explosive testimony detailing how much the conservatorship is having a huge negative impact on her life. Now the singer's father, Jamie Spears, has filed to shut down the conservatorship that controls her life. So what does this mean for Britney? Has the Free Britney movement won? Joining me now to discuss this further is solicitor Elaine Byrne from Regan McEntee Solicitors in Trim. Elaine, it's wonderful to have you back. How are you doing? Good morning, Sinead, and thank you for having me on. Thanks a million. Great to have you. Now, a lot has gone on since we last spoke regarding Free Britney and the Conservatorship. But firstly, can you just remind us, what exactly is a Conservatorship and why would somebody have one put in place as Britney has since about, what, 2007, 2008? Yeah, so... Yeah, we mentioned that um, the, the last year we were chatting in July, that conservatorship, it's a concept under US law. So we, we have something similar to it here, wardship, but not the exact same thing. So it allows for the appointment of a guardian or a protector by a judge to manage the financial affairs or even the daily life of another person where that person has certain capacity limitations. So generally be, for example, dementia. So the person under the conservatorship is called a conservatee, so that would be Brittany. And then the person in charge is called a conservator. So um, that's her dad, Jamie Spears. So, um, look, we'll probably remember um, in around 2007, 2008. So um, Brittany up to this point had been, you know, hugely successful. Mm. We were introduced to her in 1998. Um, And then around this time then... You know, she had, a, I suppose, public difficulties. So she separated her from her then husband. There was a very public custody battle. And I just mentioned, I always remember the picture of her in the barber shop yeah. in her lovely long locks. So it was around this time then that her dad made a petition to a court in L.A. to place Brittany under a temporary conservatorship. And that later in that year, then this conservatorship was extended indefinitely. 
And um, I think when we were chatting in July, I think, well, definitely I was struck at the time by the amount of work that Brittany did since yeah. 2008. Um, the yeah, Vegas definitely. residency, that's a massive thing, you know, and yeah. that's, it takes a huge toll on a person as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, her work ethic was massive. And um, so I think, yeah, for me, you know, and obviously we haven't seen any of the medical records, but definitely, you know, I can understand maybe why it was put in place in 2007 and 2008. Mm. But I think it's maybe difficult, you know, looking at the amount of work that she did and I suppose the amount of money that she earned. I think it's difficult to reconcile this public persona with the reasoning behind conservatorship. Yeah, it really is. And this is where the, you know, the issues lie. You've seen the the Free Britney documentary. What did you make of it? Because I think it does bring up a lot of interesting points, particularly about, say, our language around mental health issues, how she was treated. Like if this breakdown happened today, I feel things could have been very different for Britney. Yeah, I looked at this. Yeah, it's really interesting. Um, so for any listener who hasn't seen it, it's a New York Times documentary. Um, it's produced and directed by a lady called Samantha Sparks. Now, there isn't any direct input from Brittany or anybody mm. within her direct circle. There is um, a girl called Felicia Colotta, um, who was Brittany's former assistant. And then there's a lot of input from two super fans from the Free Brittany movement. And the documentary, so it shows Brittany as a very young child. She joined the Mickey Mouse Club. And then, of course, she was introduced to us all with her initial hit, Baby One More Time. And I suppose as the documentary goes on, then we see, I suppose, the toll that everything takes on Brittany. And I suppose, you know, for me looking at it, so important to remember that Britney was just a teenager mm. at the time and some of the interviews they're just so inappropriate and the maybe any mental health difficulties they're really just ridiculed and actually I was just looking at um, an interview by the director Samantha Stark and she remarks that our culture is the main character in the film also because we're looking at ourselves and how we enabled this or how it yeah. affected us and God, I'd hope. Yeah, and you know, as as you say that as well, Elaine, just talking about some of those interviews and it's all coming out now as well in the back of the Me Too movement. One interviewer asked her, can we talk about your breasts? I mean, like, how did that even get onto a script or, you know, if even the, the, the person was going off script, how does it enter your mind to think that that's OK to ask somebody a question like that? It's just and like she's there on her own. And as you say, she looks so vulnerable. She's, you know, she's very, very young. And this is coming out of people's mouths. And she's very much painted as a crazy person as well when she shaves her head. It's just the, the language around the tabloid language, the, you know, the bashing that she got at the time. It's horrendous. You you just would not see that today. You really wouldn't. Yeah, absolutely, Sinead. And I think I watched that as well. And I was, I mean, just, you know, just unbelievable. But mm. it really did happen. Uh, so, yeah, I certainly would hope that we've come a long way. And look, we've had the Me Too yeah. movement. And I would really hope that those kind of really inappropriate questions would be gone. And look, in relation to mental health Look, I think, you know, we all, we've, we've good mental health and maybe yeah. not so good mental health. And I hope that the, the judgment aspect 
you know, it's probably naive to say that it's gone, but I, I certainly hope that it's improved a lot and that what happened then wouldn't happen today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Brittany's testimony over the summer, we spoke about this when it happened at the time. There was huge public backlash regarding her treatment under the Conservatorship. Jamie Spears has filed to end it in a plot twist I don't think we saw coming. What does this mean in the eyes of the court? Can he actually do this? Yes, Sinead. So, yeah, well, in so in August, he made a petition and he said that he was planning to step down as the conservator of her finances, but he didn't offer any timetable. Mm. And yet, definitely the plot thickened um, in a dramatic twist. So on the 7th of September last, then, he filed his petition to terminate the conservatorship. And I was just looking at the document and it sets out that, so as Mr... Spears has said again and again, all he wants is what is best for his daughter. If Ms. Spears wants to terminate the conservatorship and believes that she can handle her own life, Mr. Spears believes that she should get the chance. So, look, I suppose we'll have to see. I think the next court date is on the 29th of September. Okay, not too far away next week. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I suppose in Ireland, we have a concept, wardship, which I think is maybe akin to conservatorship. Mm. So if it was in Ireland, what would happen is, so the same, the petition would be made. Um, I think here, you know, medical evidence would be needed. So, you know, if I was brought into wardship, medical evidence would be needed initially to say that I wasn't capable of managing my own affairs, but it's not indefinite. So, you know, I or somebody on my behalf could get up-to-date medical evidence to say that I now was capable, that I was in a better place, and that could be introduced as evidence and the wardship could be terminated. Okay. So maybe something similar could happen for Brittany. I know when we were chatting in July, it, part of Brittany's testimony was that she didn't want any more medical tests yes. or... Um, and look, it is open to the judge, but I think, and especially given the huge interest in this, I think that a medical, some kind of medical report will be needed. Um, and again, because there's so much money involved mm. in the largest state. Yeah, and you would hope that that's kind of from an independent party now as well, uh, because, you know, she's been kind of appointed these people that may not necessarily... I mean, you know yourself, if you're going to a therapist and say you found, right, OK, this isn't really working for me, you would maybe go and try somebody else. I mean, and you should have the freedom to be able to do those things. It seems from what we're hearing that she hasn't had these kind of... Exper- you know, uh, she hasn't been allowed to do this sort of stuff. So you would hope that that would happen. But, you know, could the judge simply remove Jamie and put somebody else in charge of it? Could that potentially happen? Yes, I suppose, look, the the judge has, I would say, any range of um, possibilities open to her. But I suppose, so there's the conservative Brittany herself and now Mm. the conservator Jamie. So they're both very anxious to finish the conservatorship. So I... I don't know, or even I think it would be very difficult whoever would take on any role, you know, they would be scrutinised. Um, so I don't know. I would just wonder, you know, might it be terminated? Mm. Um, I suppose I'd have, and again, we chatted about this in July. Um, 
you know, that obviously there is a very large amount of money involved. Yes. And You would hope that someone would step in and at least have maybe, you know, like there needs to be somebody maybe in place in terms of financial well-being. I mean, at the end of the day, anybody with a large estate, you know, it's only common sense that you would have, you know, maybe a team of accountants or somebody looking over the, the finances kind of situation. Yes, exactly, exactly. And obviously, Brittany is an amazingly talented performer and singer and actor, but, you know, finances probably mm. aren't, um, you know, like many of us, we all have our, our talents in particular areas. But, you know, as you say, like there's, you know, accountants or there's, you know, certain people who have the, the skills and the expertise in relation to finances. And yeah, I absolutely agree, Sinead. I would love to see somebody to be involved and to make sure that her finances are retained. She has two boys, I think, yeah. um, Sean and Jaden. I think they're 15 and 14 now. And, you know, you'd hope that, you know, even if something was to happen to Brittany, you know, that they would be provided for some kind of trust. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other thing is she announced the happy news that she's engaged, which was something that was brought up again in the in the testimony that she hadn't been able to even move on with her life that way. But no sooner has it was it announced that people were appealing her to get uh, the fiancé to, to sign a prenup. So what exactly is a prenup? Yeah, so, yeah, I was looking at this. So I think she announced on Twitter on the 13th of September last that she is now engaged to her boyfriend, Sam Asgari. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, so, and there's been lots of, um, on social media, yeah, as you say, lots about um, a prenup. So a prenuptial agreement, so it's also called an antenuptial agreement, and it's an agreement between two persons who propose to marry each other um, in relation to property maintenance and custody arrangements in the event of a marriage breakdown. Now, I should say that in Ireland here, there is no basis in law for prenups here in Ireland. Okay. As a result, so if, um, say, I'm, I'm married to the lovely own, so if we had a prenuptial agreement, um, it wouldn't be legally binding. Now, what often happens is that you know, a couple or I suppose particularly maybe a wealthy couple or we'll say, you know, say if there's Johnny and he owns a big, huge farm and the farm has been in his name maybe for the last several hundred years. Um, you know, the, a prenuptial agreement, it could be signed and maybe down the line if the marriage was run into difficulties, perhaps the judge could take it into consideration along with other elements and some people would sign it on that basis but it's really important that it's not legally binding here in Ireland. Okay, that's very um, interesting Like, yeah. and it's a good example of the farm you know as well or because you know, I thought, I, I assumed you know something like this, a prenuptial agreement would be just for the, the, the seriously wealthy or you know, I, I, I wouldn't have thought say, the average Joe Joe Soap would be getting a prenup agreement. Yeah, well now, look, I I don't know if I was getting married. I don't know what I'd be too impressed by, to be honest. <laughs> Talk about I, kill the romance there, Elaine. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. Um, there is something actually, so um, I do lots of wills and, and probate here. So um, there is something which is legally binding. So under the Succession Act, um, so I'll just take an example. Say if we have a couple, Anne and Barry, and they say they're getting married. They have children from previous relationships. So we'll say, so after they're married, if Anne makes a will and she decides to leave everything to her children, she says, okay, Barry is independently wealthy. 
that's fine. But when they're married, Anne should be aware that Barry has a legal right share to her estate. So it's one third of Anne's estate. So there is, it is possible then, so under the Succession Act, so before Anne and Barry get married, they could sign, um, it's under Section 113 of the Succession Act, so they can sign something whereby they would renounce each other's legal rights shares in a prenuptial agreement. Oh. And so again, like it's not that common, but probably, you know, maybe in a blended family scenario, mm. Um, it might be more common, but it is, that is legally binding. And, you know, in terms of, you know, again, I suppose this is maybe an obvious question, but as a solicitor, you'd obviously maybe advise Britney Spears to get a prenup in place at this stage. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think on social media, I think absolutely everybody has warned or suggested yeah. to Britney about doing one. And actually, I just saw um, a, a, on um, her boyfriend's, um, Instagram account he had put up a post and he oh yeah I saw this as well yeah. to the public's concern and I think he said thank you to everyone who's concerned about the prenup of course we're getting an ironclad prenup to protect my Jeep <laughs> collection in case he comes to me one day I thought that was brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant uh, so in terms of just to finish up would something like the worldwide Free Britney movement ever have influence over a case like this in court or is it a case that the judge when making a decision on you know whether Jamie Spears is to be let out of the conservatorship you know completely or there's none in place at all does public pressure does this you know impact on a judge's decision or are they doing their job properly if they say I have to ignore that and look at what's in front of me? Yeah, look, I mean, I think in reality it must be really difficult yeah. and I think that the judge here has got death threats but I think, look, as a judge, I think, you know, certainly you would hope that they would just look at the evidence put in front of them. They have to close their eyes and their ears to what's going on in the public. And I think if this wasn't possible, the judge would have to step aside. Now, in this case, I think it's Judge Penny. She's a probate judge and she's been involved for so long and she would be familiar with all of the medical records. So I think it would be a real shame if she felt that she had to step aside. Mm. But, you know, obviously there are apparently death threats. So, you know, it might might be understood. But, um, yeah, certainly, you know, here, um, you know, a judge... You know, or I suppose sometimes we might hear if a jury has to step aside. Yes. Um, you know, if the jury has been influenced. So a judge, I suppose, look, they've trained, you know, they've been involved in the law. They've trained for years and years and years. So they have to just look at what the evidence is in front of them and try and, and close their ears and minds to everything outside of the courtroom. Hard to do when you've got free Britney people with placards and everything else outside the, the court. It's going to keep con- continue on. We're going to watch this with interest. Elaine, as always, thank you for breaking this down for us and helping us understand the complex case. Great to have you on the show again. Thank you so much, Sinead. I really enjoyed that. Thanks a million. Elaine Byrne there. Oh. It's interesting. It is interesting. And I had no idea all of that stuff to do with the, the prenuptial agreement in terms of the Irish situation here. Kieran has been on on 086 658. How are you doing, Kieran? He says, I follow Brittany on Instagram. She's been flashing every day. Uh, not too normal behaviour from her. Plus, she also got engaged. Yes. But look, at we, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know what the real Britney maybe is like because that Instagram account has been controlled for so long. But thank you so much for your input on that. Now, quick break and we're back with Snow Patrol. 11 to 1 on LMFM.